Hey all you catwalkers, welcome to another episode of The Catwalk. I am your host, Jay Whitlow, missional entrepreneur and storyteller. For the last 20 years, I have placed myself in spaces where I've launched an international water project in Africa, served locally in Midland as a missions pastor, and helped my family grow their business in the oil and gas industry. Today, I find myself sitting behind this mic, experiencing conversations with people locally and around the state, hearing stories that matter. Here is tonight's episode. From the PCC studios in Midland, it's the Catwalk, presented by Performance Chemical. Conversations connecting with industry executives, community leaders, nonprofit organizations, and social entrepreneurs. Well, I want to welcome tonight our guest. This is Scott Lye. Welcome to the Catwalk, Scott. Thanks for having me. I'm glad so to be here. So glad that you're here. Um, our viewers, our listeners may not know everything there is to know about Scott Lye. So this is your moment. Tell us everything we need to know. Well, um, I'm currently a criminal defense attorney. I've been in, in I grew up in, in Odessa. And then uh, my wife and I moved to Midland about five years ago uh, with our kiddos. Um, it was a journey to get there. Uh, she and I both graduated from Permian, class of 93. We just had our 30-year anniversary er, reunion. Um, I just had that the last weekend, actually. So it was a little bit of a during the loss of, of during the Aggie loss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I still had to put on my A and M shirt and, and uh, kind of gear up and put a smile on my face and, and go to the yeah. reunion. So and didn't Perm- Permian lost too, didn't they? Permian lost so as well. It was a horrible so, weekend. Yeah, right? it was a rough football weekend for for my uh, alma maters. Yeah. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but it was still a good time. Kind of yeah. catch up. Uh, with quite a few about I think probably had about 50 to 50 60 people there so it's wow. pretty good turnout um, but uh, Jen and I both went to A&M I graduated in 97 then we, we lived in San Antonio for about 11 years went to law school there and then practiced law there for quite a while hmm. uh, moved to Odessa to work for the district attorney's office was a prosecutor for a long time uh, became the county court or county attorney and then county court at law judge and then about five years ago, I left the bench and uh, became a criminal defense attorney and moved to Midland. And so that, that's kind of how we got there. Now tell me about your kids. Okay. So I have three kiddos. Uh, my oldest is a sophomore at A&M. He's in the core, okay. um, doing great, loving it. And uh, he's actually home for fall break. And so um, enjoying getting to see him this weekend. Uh, he goes back tomorrow. Um, he's here with a, a good friend, Paul McMillan. Uh, they drove back together. Mm-hmm. They're both in the core. Um, both are, are graduates of Midland Classical Academy, and, and that's right. what brought us or what took us to Midland uh, from Odessa. Right. My, when they started driving, it was time to, to get out of Vector County and move to Midland County because I didn't want them on the highways. Yeah. Um, Good I've got call. A, uh, Good yeah, call. it's, it's <laughs> dangerous enough with me on the roads. We don't need them out there. Yeah. Um, and then my uh, middle child is, is Reagan, and he's yeah. in the Naval Academy. Uh, he just started. Went through plebe summer this year and, and just finished his first round of tests last week. Uh, right. And so he's doing well up in Annapolis, Maryland. Um, it's rough. It's hard. Have it's, you guys been up to see him? Uh, we have not. Well, we, we went to see him right when plebe summer finished. So at the end of okay. August. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of spent a, about four days with him. And then uh, that, that was plebe summer is, is supposed to be just brutal. We don't have any contact, any communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going through basically officer training and boot camp all in one right uh, with a little bit of head games mixed in as, as well and, and so um, he made it through that and has made it through the first six weeks of school and is doing well um, and Annapolis is a pretty cool place yeah so it's, it's a neat place to visit good yeah. food and, and beautiful weather usually and 
and there's water. We don't have that out here. There's so a lot it's of water neat. up there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's exciting. And then we have a junior still at Midland Classical Academy. Okay. That's our little girl. Uh, it's Callie. And uh, she's our baby. And, and her plan is, is to probably be up in College Station in a couple of years. I expect okay. her to go to yeah. A&M as well. So, so you'll, get, you'll get two, a- two Aggies? That's right. Out yep. of this? And, and, yeah. and it keeps me be able to go to games Oh, I'm sure, now. Yeah. yeah. Now, you said, Scott, you said a couple things uh, in your opening there that I, I want to touch on. One is you left the bench. Yes, sir. So what – because all I've got is TV law, <laughs> right, right? Right. That's and I'm assuming, Chris, you're a big LA law fan, right? So I'm assuming Law and Order as Law and Order. Okay, yeah. I'm assuming that it's not quite the same, right? It's it's not. It's you know it's actually fairly similar in really? the regard that it probably your closest thing to reality TV would be a courtroom drama, the courtroom. So like Boston trials. Legal. Oh yeah, like that. I mean, really. The, the trials are, are um, you put the witnesses on the stand, you put yeah. the cops on the stand. It's cross cross examination. Usually, both sides kind of have an idea of what's going on. It's, there's not many surprises that come out. Um, really? Every now and then, you'll have some shock and awe, but it's for the most part the the material's been exchanged to both sides. And, yeah. And so um, it kind of goes back and forth. But when you're on uh, when you're a judge, you're on the bench. And yeah. You have to live in the county where you're elected to that bench. And, and so because we were moving to Midland County, it was time to, to step down. Okay. And to be quite honest, working for the government doesn't pay all that well. And so really? I knew my kiddos were going to be going to college. Now, I'm shocked by that. <laughs> so, I was thinking you're, you're banking on that. No, that no. Your salary is pretty capped. Yeah. Is, when you work for the, the state, either the district attorney's office as the county attorney or even yeah. on the bench, it's it's a capped salary. And so um, you've got that set income. You can you can do quite well on your own in, in the right. private practice. Okay, better, so, so the bench is not what I'm thinking of, like a, a bench and a dugout. Right, right. No. It's the bench. No. The bench is what you consider the judge. The, the judge's, they're the part judge's of the seat. Right, right. right. Okay, yeah. so so would, would you say that uh, – You've you've seen or not seen like a my cousin Vinny type guy that's come in. Have you ever dealt with one of those guys? Oh, in West Texas, you have those West Texas attorneys. Really, that that, that, that little bit of a twang in the West Texas drawl and but not in New York. That, uh, no, no, our bar is pretty pretty private in, in yeah. both Midland and Odessa. And I'd I'd say seventy five to eighty percent of my practice is still in Odessa. Okay. Um, that's, I mean, having practiced for so long there, I have those relationships. And so I've kind of continued right. that. I've moved a little into Midland and then I, I practice in Howard County and Big Spring quite a bit. And so you do criminal justice. Criminal defense. Criminal yes, defense. Okay. Give us a, a high level 30 second. What does that mean? Uh, that means anybody that's been charged with a criminal or a criminal offense, they, they usually have an attorney. Uh, you can opt out. It's not right. the smartest thing to do, but you can opt out and represent yourself. Uh, but for the most part, they're either appointed or, or you're uh, retained, which means you're hired, and you represent them in those matters. Right. So about, uh, and Chris, uh, you, you probably can jump in on this. About 15 years ago, 12 years ago or so, I forgot to take back a VHS to Blockbuster. <laughs> Um, is that, is that good? can you get that taken care of for I, I me? I think or? you're probably good. The statute of limitations has run uh, okay, about good. 10. I was, I was worried about that. At least yeah. 10 years, maybe yeah, 13 I, years ago. I don't think they go chasing after you for a VHS tape. They just give you to the credit. I, I know people. it was probably a Be Kind Rewind day, and I forgot <laughs> to do that. But 
I was like, you know, when, when I looked at having you on, I was like, I'm going to ask him if he could take care of that for me. And, and I'm considering a little worried. you're out of business, but, you're pretty good. Okay, I'm, I'm good on that. Okay. Now, you went to law school down in San Antonio? I did. Saint was Mary's that part University. of UT? No, no it's no? Uh, St. Mary's, a small college down in San Antonio. Okay. Uh, they've had a law school forever. Um, one interesting thing to note about St. Mary's is General Dwight D. Eisenhower was their football coach at one really? point. Really? Yeah. He was a so football coach. He was. Did he not was. know that. Okay. That was, a, was he a good football coach? I, I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think it was much So he's like an Aggie, team. right? So that's right. Yeah, that's like the Aggies. After this weekend, it <laughs> yeah. feels about right. Exactly. Okay, so, so yeah. I got a, I'm, when you took the bar. <laughs> yes, sir. Right. I've had a lot of friends who have gone through like Texas Tech Law School. And they say that the Texas bar is one of the hardest bars to pass. Is it is. Really? They say that Texas, New York, and California are, are the three hardest. Now, that was, that was decades ago when I took it. But I, I've heard that still holds true. Yeah. Um, and the, the reality is most states recognize te Texas through reciprocity, meaning that if I pay a fee and kind of have this background mm -hmm. check and everything comes up clean, uh, then I can practice in those states. Um, I haven't done that in any other states, but yeah, that, because the the, or the, uh, the respect given to the Texas bar, the New York bar, the California bar, uh, those three states pretty much can get reciprocity anywhere. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I didn't know that. that's a great question. Uh, so why law? Why? What was it? Was it high school? Was it college that you were like, I want to do this? It, it was even earlier than that. I, I had a really? seventh grade. Um, I took speech in the seventh grade because I knew. Quite honestly, I wanted to get into politics. Right. And so my, my dad's cousin was a congressman out of California, uh, down the, the southernmost district in California. Um, so a very, for California, an extremely conservative district. And sure. actually, for most of the United States, probably one of the most conservative districts. And so um, I was interested in politics from that early, early age. And so that was my goal. Um, and then I loved that speech class in seventh grade. And mm. You know, most people are scared to death to talk in public. I have zero fears of that, and, and yeah. I've enjoyed it. And um, my comfort zone is in a trial. Uh, I, I love, as a matter of fact, when I was on the bench, when I was a judge, I was bored to death because I wasn't the one trying the cases. And so I'd really? rather be front and center trying that case, asking the right. questions, doing the closing arguments. That's, that's what I want to do. Um, and I tried my hand at politics, did the, the county attorney thing in Ector County, and then was the county court at law judge. Um, and it really kind of opened my eyes and quite honestly was disgusted even at the local level of what politics was like. Really? Um, and now where we are politically on the national level, I don't want to want to touch it with a 10 foot pole. Yeah. I appreciate good people that do, um, but that's not where God's calling me. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm always amazed at people who want to go into politics, want to go into law because it's not just book knowledge it's not just going to school and checking off everything and passing the bar right you're giving up a lot in your with your family you're giving up a lot with your own personal life it seems like what would be maybe something that's misunderstood about the profession of of law i think the legal profession quite honestly gets a pretty bad rap mm -hmm. um I, I love the, the bar here in, in West Texas. And when I say the bar, that means the practicing attorneys. Yeah. We have good practice, practicing attorneys. They work well together. Uh, the prosecutors, defense attorneys all um, work extremely well together. Right. Um, I I'm specifically work in the, the criminal bar. That's, that's the, where I, I like uh, to practice. Uh, but our civil attorneys seem to be very well respected and, and uh, handle themselves with quite a bit of 
um, integrity as well. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's one of the things that I think really needs to be known is, is that for the most part, attorneys are doing what they're called to do, and that's the, to, to back up the Constitution of the United States and to mm -hmm. represent their clients in that manner well. Um, and for as far as the criminal world goes, I can say that that's done um, extremely well in West Texas. Really? It's a hard profession. It's, um, you deal with a lot of hard issues, a lot of hard topics, a lot of hard uh, life situations. Yeah. And, and so it's a, it's a struggle. Um, but it's, I, I love what I do. Now, I don't encourage everybody to go into right. law. Right. It's not for everybody. No, definitely not. Well, you said it was hard, hard experiences, hard life. What would be, I know you probably can't go into a whole lot of details, but what would be the most rewarding part of being on the criminal side? I, and, and I can go at that from quite a few different angles. I've mm -hmm. kind of done everything. Yeah. Um, as a prosecutor, I, I, for seven years, I focused my practice as a prosecutor on sexual assault and child abuse cases. Hmm. And so I saw what I consider the worst of the worst. Mm -hmm. um, horrible situations, um, children that are just put in... in life situations and circumstances and, and, and just have been manipulated and treated in the worst of, of worst ways. Mm -hmm. um, and so to be able to get to feed into them in those situations and to, to quite honestly as a prosecutor go after what I felt like justice was, um, was pretty rewarding. Uh, my time as a, a prosecutor, I had 56 life sentences. Hmm. And, and that's not including uh, cases where you get 75 years and 70 years and 50 years. Mm -hmm. and, and I tried hundreds of cases uh, in that regard, um, I was what I would have considered a lifetime prosecutor. Like, I never thought I would change. Um, of course, God kind of manipulates our lives and puts us where he wants us to he be. He does. Uh, especially when we don't listen. And so I, I was moved and, and changed. And, um, and then when I left the bench uh, and became a criminal defense attorney, I, I really and truly never thought that that's where I would go. Um, but I love it even more than I did as a prosecutor. Now you're on the exact opposite side. And I, um, there's only, I'd say in Odessa, there's probably about six or seven attorneys that actually try those high first degree, second degree cases, which are the big sexual assault, child abuse, murder cases, aggravated robberies. Um, there's only a few of us that try those cases. And, and so I'm in trial almost all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm dealing with situations that are, I mean, you, people's lives are on the line. Sure. Uh, but for the most part, my clients are under 30 years old. I mean, I, I've got quite a few that are older than that, but under 30 years part, old. Oh, absolutely. Wow. And, and I'd say probably 60% of my clientele's under 25. And so when you I would not consider have that. it's yeah. and it, it's shocking. Um, but when you consider that someone that young, I mean, you're talking about a baby. So it's, that's still yeah. a child, and you have a chance to truly influence their lives. Um, hopefully. It's not always going to work out, um, mm -hmm. but hopefully you can feed into their lives. And, and a lot of what we do as defense attorneys is mitigation. You're trying to make the best out of their, their bad situation. Um, minimize the damage mm -hmm. is kind of a good way to put it. Um, but there are some people that deserve that second chance. And there are some people sure. that they just didn't quite, quite honestly, they didn't do it. And so that you feel an essence of, of need for justice in those moments. But in, in regards to the ones that did commit the crimes, you're not, you're not trying to get them off. I mean, right. that's, that's not the, the absolute end goal. Now, that's always what you're wanting to do as, as sure. a defense attorney. You're wanting to represent your client to the best of your abilities and, and do the best you can for them. And it's the job of prosecution to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that they committed that crime. 
but your job as, as a defense attorney is to represent them, uh, to uphold the Constitution and, and their rights that they have in that Constitution. Mm -hmm. um, and if we're ever put in those situations where we're, we're you know, accused of that crime, we want those rights as well. Sure, absolutely. Um, and so you have to think of it in that regard. But the other regard is these are people. Mm -hmm. um, they're living lives. Some of them in, in grew up in horrible situations, have never heard the name of Jesus, have never seen the truth that, that, that we as Christians know exists. And um, maybe you can leave, you know, feed a little bit of that into right. them. And so I take each of my cases as much as I can as a mission project and then kind of work from there. And I do my job as best I can in that regard as well. Uh, but then I, I do the best I can to fight for them. And, and when they see that, it, it gives a little bit of respect back into their lives. And then they That's see good. somebody that respects them and that treats them as, as an individual and as a human being. And a lot of times they haven't had that. That's true. And so I've loved that opportunity. I've you, loved it. That's a great point you bring up. It's a great lead into my, my next question about as a believer, and we've known each other for a number of years. I, I'm not going to throw out a number because I'm probably going to get it wrong, but we've <laughs> known each other for quite some time. How, how do you balance what your job is to what your faith is? Or do, do you ever bring faith into your job? Are you allowed to do that? Or how, how do you, where, where's that mark? Where's that line? I, I, don't, I don't actually ever put a line there. Um, hmm. So my, my commitment, first and foremost, is always to Jesus Christ and to furthering his kingdom. And, and that's, that's, I mean, that's the, the one thing in my life that, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's the, um, uh, oh gosh, the balancing impact. That mm -hmm. It's always going to be there. Um, my work is, is my work, and that's my mission field. Uh, that's where he's put me, and, and, and what, what I try to, to do as is, is best I can, and, and I know I've been called in that arena. Um, but God's never out of it. And, mm. and I, I won't allow, um, I won't work in, in an environment where I can't have my faith be known, period. And, wow. And it, it's a, a private practice. Um, it, that's easy. There's, there's nothing mm -hmm. there. And, and if I offend my clients, that's okay. I mean, Matthew 5.11 sure. says that's okay. Yeah. It's just another um, uh, reward in heaven uh, yeah. in that regard. And, and I'm okay to be laughed at whenever it's because of my faith. It doesn't bother me. Um, most of the time, especially in West Texas, that doesn't happen. Yeah. And so it's, it's okay. Uh, jurors or juries know when I talk to them that I'm a Christian and that basically that's my guiding principle. Um, and so I, I don't allow it to ever be out, outside of my work. It's right. just right there alongside me. Well, I know you probably have some people who work under you, work with you. You have a staff. You have a team. I don't know what you may call them. Right. But, but you lead them. I'm assuming. So what would your leadership style be, be called or be like? So I have uh, two paralegals. And then honestly, in, in the legal community, um, as a, a guy that's been around for quite a while, I, I try to kind of help out the young, uh, young attorneys the that are coming ones, alongside. Yeah. Just because we have a small bar and we need some young attorneys. There's, you know, there's areas in West Texas where we're growing rapidly and mm -hmm. the, the legal field's really not one of them. It, you know, I... I, I honestly, when we moved back to West Texas, we didn't plan on staying that long. Mm -hmm. We didn't plan on ever really moving back, but God called us back. And, and our plan was to leave very quickly. And, and we've kind of fallen in love with living in West Texas and growing mm -hmm. our families in West Texas. 
but a lot of younger people, unless you're from here, it's not that appealing, not yeah. a, that appealing of a place for an attorney, a young attorney to practice. And so we need those young attorneys. And so you want to walk alongside them. Um, I try to as much as I can be a servant uh, in that mm. regard. Um, I have two paralegals that work with me. And, and uh, you know, when you're in that leadership position, I'm the guy responsible for whatever decisions are made, whatever sure. mistakes are made, it falls on me. And so when they see that even when they honestly, quite honestly make a mistake, that I'm taking the responsibility for it, I think they, you know, that's not a common thing in today's mm -hmm. world. Everybody wants to pass the buck. And, right. And, uh, I think it's a good thing to kind of have that that leadership That's a good ability. word now i want to circle back uh you've done law you we we've talked about that we talked about your job one of the things that that we have in common is we both love mission work right um, yes. you've gone to some places i've gone to europe been to london seen some great things happen in germany as well where all have you gone just kind of give us an overview i know you've done some mission work where have you gone and what have you seen god do when you've been in the mission field away from uh say midland odessa absolutely so we we've taken two um international trips uh would love to do more but, but quite honestly I, i'd rather kind of be the organization side of it and, and hmm. pushing out um not that i don't want to go if and i'll talk about where i would love to end up at some uh, at some point but my wife and i had the um the great opportunity to go with china uh china aid to hmm. hong kong when they did a, a it was kind of a, a week-long retreat uh, yeah. with uh, underground Chinese pastors. Uh, we went with Bob Fu and, and uh, Chad Bullard, and we taught it about family and marriage. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a wonderful opportunity. Absolutely loved everything about it. There's great stories in, in that regard. And then we did a family mission trip to Toronto and did a sports camp. And our wow. kiddos went with us. And um, that was one of the, the best weeks of my life, actually. It was incredible. Really? Yeah. Doing the sports camp. Oh, yeah. Well, just being there with your kids and letting them see you serve and then letting them serve. Right. And uh, love on the other kids. And Toronto is, is an, I mean, to say it's a melting pot probably is not a good enough description. Really? You've got every nationality from everywhere in the world. In Toronto? It's, oh, yeah. Wow. It is. It's incredible. And so we had, and, and sports is a big deal all over the world. Yeah, And so whenever something says sports on it, they take their kids and they don't care that it, it has that Christian label on it. And so right. we had Hindu, Muslim, um, Sikh. I can't even remember all of the religions of these, these kiddos that were with us. And they had several Bible classes, including and then as well as the sports classes that they right. had during those days. And the parents had no qualms about dropping their kiddos off, no matter what religion they were. And then as they were, were coming and picking up their kiddos, we would spend time talking to the parents as much yeah. as we could and just more loving on them than anything else. And so How long it, it ago was, was that so trip? Oh, gosh, um, probably five or six years ago. Really? So, yeah. Pretty incredible trip. That's, that's crazy. Now, you mentioned playing sports. Right. Doing some stuff. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, you had an injury a couple of years ago. <laughs> Right, I, I did. I did. Tell, tell me about. It. So yeah. I think I think you may be uh, in the same boat of a famous athlete right now, yeah. right? I, I feel Aaron Rodgers' pain. Okay, I tore my yeah. Achilles. Now I wasn't an, an NFL quarterback <laughs> on the on the field in in New York. Uh, right, in on the fourth play of the yep, game. On the fourth yeah. play. I was 
was playing um, knockout with fourth graders at Midland Classical <laughs> Academy. Fifth graders, fifth graders. Yeah, playing and, knockout. Yeah, okay. one of them jumped on my the uh, on my back and uh, <laughs> and, and it went. I heard a pop and felt like I got hit by a bat, and then my foot felt like it was in the hole, and so it oh, was wow. gone. It was completely gone. I, I remember that you uh, used to. <laughs> Uh, run around the campus at MCA and around town with that little um, cart. Yep, I had a scooter uh, for scooter about three cart. months. Yeah, and then when Aaron Rodgers tore his, I was like, "Wait a minute, uh, <laughs> Scott and Aaron Rodgers have something in common together." Yep. So yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I want to take just a moment to ask a couple questions. Sure, um, sure. Since we got a little bit of time here, so let's do this. I'm gonna let you ask questions first. My questions are always off the wall; they're crazy. We don't know what's gonna happen. So, uh, Chris, you jump in and answer any of these. Before we do Just, that, can yeah. I bring up one more in, in yeah. mission field that we've worked in? We haven't gone, uh, but we've worked with Elon Ministries, and, and the okay, only reason yeah, I wanted to yeah. bring that up is because of where Israel is right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, Elon Ministries is uh, they minister to the the church in Iran. Mm-hmm. in Afghanistan, which is the fastest-growing church in the world. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Uh, we have fallen in love with Middle Eastern people. They have, um, they have basically these base camps in Turkey right, uh, right. where they bring in and, and uh, they teach these pastors from Iran who take their vacations to come and spend their time in, in Turkey uh, to learn how to lead their churches in Iran. Okay, yeah. And so, yeah. you know, we wouldn't be accepted well in Iran teaching. Uh, but we are teaching the people that would be and that can do it. Um, but they're putting their li- lives on the yeah, line. Yeah. Um, but that's uh, just to kind of where we are in the world today. I wanted to mention. I'm, I'm uh, so glad you mentioned Elon up. Ministries. Yeah. It's it's probably my favorite uh, mission ministry in the world. I, I Is it something that you it. could give me some contact information? We could put it in the show notes. Or oh, that, absolutely. So I people can. can take a look at that absolutely. and see what's available and how they can support pray for and give definitely so i appreciate you bringing that up yeah. all right grab one Sorry of these no no grab one of those let's see what we got in here gonna, okay this is our law guy who's going to answer some of these questions no so am i supposed to ask you yeah this? yeah ask, okay. ask, ask. have you ever glued your hands together while doing a craft or building project <laughs> uh super glue yes uh i learned the hard way um i was doing a project for reese uh, my middle son, um, and, and I didn't wear any kind of protective uh, <laughs> gloves, and we were doing some super glue to hold some stuff together, and it it stuck, and I lost a little bit of skin. Uh, so yes, I have glued my fingers, Chris. So you got uh, a story over there, I can tell. My best friend in college, my roommate, mm-hmm. he was doing a project. He was an art major, and he was working on something with super glue, like the heavy duty super glue. Yeah. And he rubbed oh, his yeah. Oh no. Oh no. And it got stuck. And <laughs> he walked around the dorm like this with his finger stuck to his eyelid. And then the other hand went to <laughs> like scratch his ear and he still had glue. So he was walking around with one finger in his ear and one finger on his eyelid. No. And we were trying to like as best we could alcohol swab around his <laughs> yeah, finger. Yeah. To get his finger off his eyelid, and then we just drowned his that, finger in his ear to get that out. That's it took us crazy. probably two hours to get that's out. That's crazy. Man. Have you glued yours? I, I've had the the caulk on my hands. Oh I, yeah. We used to flip houses, and, and I've done all kinds of woodwork and everything else, and to where it's you're having to pull your fingers apart. But I've never oh, yeah, glued that, them. No. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now there's that stuff with all these people doing uh, gluing themselves. 
in protest. Yeah. Um, I haven't come across any of that yet. Have you yeah. seen any of those people? Fortunately, we don't have many come of those through? in West Texas. Yeah, we don't yeah. have any of those come through. <laughs> All right, let me ask. Uh, let me ask a question now. Uh, okay. Is it possible to inflate a balloon underwater? I've never tried that. That's a good question. <laughs> Is it possible to inflate a balloon underwater? What do you think? It depends think? on how you start. If you go in with it in your mouth and, and ready to go, I think you can get at least get it started. You could. Um, See, I wouldn't think that. I'd go right in with yeah. it. Yeah. I think it depends on where underwater you are. Like the farther you go, the more pressure there is. Okay. So it's pushing on the balloon. Yeah. So I don't think you're going to be able to inflate the balloon depending on how deep you are. But I think with your proper amount of oxygen. That's a good point. Like holding your breath. Yeah. And if you're like just under the surface, you could probably easily blow it. Like just kind of poking your head underwater. Yeah. A lot less pressure. Okay. Huh. What what do you you think? I I think that's right. Could you pull that off? I think if you can keep going up and getting extra air, I think you'd be okay. Has that ever been yeah. in a criminal case where there's been an underwater balloon? <laughs> Never had that come up. No. <laughs> All right, go one, one more, Scott. Okay. One more. All right, this one This one will be Let's our last question. What are three items you might purchase at the grocery store to get strange looks from the cashier? Oh, oh man. Oh, okay. <laughs> three? Three items. Okay, I think, uh, I think if I bought diapers... <laughs> that would probably get me some strange looks. That was um, my first thought. Yeah, because um, I'm too old to have. I guess I can have a grandkid. <laughs> um, uh, maybe. Oh gosh, feminine products maybe would get a little bit of looks, and I think probably. Oh gosh, um, uh, Chris, <laughs> let's throw it over to you. What would be one or two of your items? Uh, a shovel, duck rope. A duct tape and rope. I like that. <laughs> that would definitely do it. That, would <laughs> that fits in my practice. Now, have you seen that show up at your place? <laughs> I have not, but there was a, a famous case in Lubbock where he went to Home Depot and, and bought um, basically those items. Um, and it was. Did he look like him? <laughs> no, was, it he, the, he, was it the hitman that uh, got the with doctor or whatever? It I, was? No, that's another. Lubbock's had yeah. a couple of famous. Oh, wow. Wild cases. Um, but no, this one, he killed a, a woman. And he went and got the, um, it, it was a shovel. I can't remember the, all the items, but duct tape. Yeah, there were like several items he purchased. Yeah, and like then that. he went yeah. and purchased You're some You're knowing suitcases. way too much about this. Yeah. That scares me. I worked in news in Lubbock for years. Oh, that's true. Well, and were, there was yeah. a 48 hours episode about it. I yeah. mean, it was big time. Yeah, yeah, oh, it was yeah. on 48 was hours? Time. Yeah, 48 okay. hours yeah. and Dateline have done two have stories. Have done some stuff on it. Right. Like crimes that have happened. Multiple that have happened. Okay, what three things would get you? So my my thoughts were kind of where you were, the feminine products thing. Yeah. Um, of course, I, I thought at my age, buying a package of condoms would have gotten some really That, that probably looks. would have gotten it, yeah. Um, so, and then... Um, that would have got me at any age. Yeah. People <laughs> were like, no, I no. I don't th- I've never had the guts to, to do oh, that. Oh, yeah, I haven't either. In the no, feminine no products, it, yeah. it's still, even if Jen asks, yeah. it doesn't happen. I don't care if she's sick. Yeah. <laughs> throwing up. I'm not doing it. I'm not going there. And, and there's there's a um, fruit from China, and we have it in our grocery stores. And I can't think of the a name. Fruit? of it. It's king fruit is is one of the the nicknames they have for it. But if you open it up, most people when they smell it will almost automatically vomit. It has really the worst, it's just one that? of the worst smells in the world. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you're talking about durian. That's it. That's yeah. it. Oh, and we so got it. we sell it here. It's like yeah. a 
like a split. Most people will think it smells like death, and that, but there are a few people who smell it that'll smell it sweet to them. Man, I've never Man, heard that's that. That's weird. Yeah, I don't want to be around. We have an open like that. So we had a, a <laughs> kind of a gag gift when Jen um, for Jen. I can't even remember what the the reason. I think it was one of her yeah. birthday parties. And we had some of our friends from China Aid that brought oh, durian man. fruit. And that is a good gift. So yeah. it, it didn't get opened up. They said, be careful. Do not open this in your house. Yeah. <laughs> I've so. always been interested in trying it just to see if I'm yeah. one of the few people who think it smells sweet. Oh, I'd, I'd be gagging all day oh, long. You, uh, you, but oh, you have yeah. the palate of a child. Yeah, I do have a palate of a child. <laughs> I, You're I exactly don't have the nerve right. to try it. You're exactly just right. Don't. Well, well, Scott, t- uh, tell us. Uh, we got a few more minutes. I want to kind of wrap things up. Mm-hmm. Tell us. Who, who are you listening to? What are you reading? Uh, is there somebody who speaks into your life, a mentor, a coach? Um, so Jen and I are, we, we helped start Stonegate Odessa, which is recently mm-hmm. kind of branched off of, of Stonegate Midland. Um, not a split by any means. It's, it's just they've become their own private sure. entity. And, um, and so we still go to Stonegate Odessa uh, and, and work there. And um, our lead pastor is Josh Gatewood, who's incredible, mm-hmm. amazing teacher. Um, I work with and, and through he and, and Gary Douglas and, and kind of uh, do what we can to help with the church right. there. And so that's that's kind of where I, I'm filled for the most part. Um, I Quite honestly, um, I, I spend my time kind of going through the Word. And, and where my kids are, I grab a Bible for each of them. And I start working through the, the entire New Testament and, and just mm-hmm. marking through that. And so right now... Most of my reading time is filled just in the scriptures itself. Right. Um, I, I listen to. Um, oh gosh, my mind just went blank. Uh, uh, John Piper. Uh, okay. Quite yeah. a bit. Great. Um, great. Uh, in, in the mornings, and, and uh, Jen will. She listens to him every day, and if one really hits her, she'll send it to me. And, and uh, she's much better about kind of listening to, to different voices, and, and right. so she'll send me those those times. But most of my time is. is really and truly spent right now just walking through those scriptures so I can kind of I gave grace in his Bible last year and I'm still finishing up on Reagan's and, and just try to walk through the entire New Testament and then go back through quite a bit of the old as well that's and, great kind of make notes um, not really for them but what my thoughts and my feelings are and where God's t- what God's talking to me about and, and just so that they can kind of have something to work through and, and so that that takes up most of my, my yeah, hour in the is, mornings yeah. Yeah, that is. Tell me, uh, last question, Mm -hmm. what do you want to be known for? When you leave that legacy, life is over. I mean, you've talked about your faith. You've talked a lot about how, you know, uh, your relationship with Jesus is part of your life. It's part of your job. It's who you are. Is that what you want to leave the legacy, or what is it that you want to be known for? Yeah, I think I I want people to know that I love Jesus. I mean, I think that's the one thing that really matters. Um, the one thing that I want to leave um, is that I've done everything I can to further his kingdom. Uh, I, I've, I would love to be able to retire and go into mis- uh, missions full time. Hmm. I would love to move to Turkey, to be honest. Really? Yeah, I have absolutely fallen in love with the, the Middle Eastern culture. And I would love to, to work full-time at some point for Elon Ministries. I, I don't know if, if God's calling me in that direction. I, I know right now that's not realistic or it's not going to happen. Um, but I, I'm always opening and listening. Uh, as much as we love West Texas, uh, we're kind of, um, like we were talking before mm-hmm. uh, about you guys, 
I could be called out of West Texas pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I love the mountains, and so yeah. if I'm called to the to the mountains, I, I'd jump in a heartbeat in that direction. Oh, I, I would too. Um, but <laughs> I, I definitely have my ears open for any mission. If work. somebody in London called and wanted to open a church, start a church, I'd be like, I, I'm I'm going. You better call me up to go alongside you. Yeah, I'll be, you'll London's be right there with me. Favorite favorite place we've visited. I love it. Uh, yeah, we we fell in love when we were there. Yeah, we so. we when I was uh, doing. Uh, Local mission work. We had uh, supported some churches there, and just uh, I still keep in contact with those guys over there at the Cafe Church, and it's just really uh, that's kind of where my heart is. People have said that, like, "Are you going to go there when you retire?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't know about retire. Uh, I don't see <laughs> myself ever retiring." But uh, but yeah, I mean, Krista's got a couple more months, you know, and she graduates yeah. in May of 24, and who knows what's going to happen after that so right. i'm just i'm kind of open I'm like you i'm just listening wherever god wants us to go i i'm kind of under the impression that there's not an age that god can't use you you know i mean i i can be used in my 40s i can be used in my 70s doesn't matter uh, i just want to be open and 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 listen last question i know this is i said last question a while <laughs> That's ago all right favorite verse um, favorite scripture verse romans 12 2 I, I do not want to be conformed by this world, but I want to be able to, to transform uh, the renewing of my heart and my mind That's uh, by His perfect and pleasing will. That's a great word. Scott, it's been great to see you. We need to do this more often. I love it. Uh, catch back up because it's been a while since we've had uh, a time to chat, but I appreciate that. I appreciate your uh, your wife, Jen, was my son's sixth grade teacher at MCA. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think I still need to talk to her about one of his grades <laughs> back in the day. So maybe I'll hit her up on that. But appreciate all you've done for Midland Classical. I know you've been very involved there and praying for your kids. Uh, it's really good to see you. So thank you for your time. appreciate Absolutely. it. Any last words? No, I'm good. All I'm right, good. thank you. Thank- Hey, Catwalkers, thank you so much for joining with us tonight. We are at the C4K event, which is the Concert for Kids benefiting 311 Ministries here in Midland. We're at the La Hacienda, and kicking us off tonight is going to be a great artist. Her name is Cela Harper. Would you give a big catwalk <laughs> welcome to Cela Harper? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, we're excited to hear you yeah, tonight. I'm super excited. So tell me, I think earlier I heard you're from Lubbock or you're I, at Tech? So I go to school right now in Lubbock. I go to Texas Tech. I'm technically a junior, but I'm graduating a little bit early, but I'm from Dallas area originally. What what part of Dallas? So north of Dallas, kind of near Frisco. I'm from Little Elm, so just right next. Yeah, right next. Yeah, I used to live in Frisco before it was was Frisco. It was like little bitty town. I know, when we moved there, I was like, okay. And what are you studying at Tech? So public relations. So I don't know if I'm going to use it because I'm really, really passionate about music and I love music, but I figured I could do something with public relations for music, so okay. we'll see. <laughs> well, how did you get into music? Honestly, it's a funny story. So my dad had a Groupon um, when we first got to Little Elm. They yeah. wanted to put me in everything. They wanted to do sports and whatever, but I'm not really that type of person. I yeah. love to watch them, but I don't like to play them. <laughs> so my dad had a Groupon for guitar lessons and uh, voice lessons. It was like one free each. Yeah. And so I went, and I loved it, and then I kept going. But I played piano when I was, like, started playing piano when I was three. Right. So I've, I've always been musically inclined, but the Groupon really helped it out. Wow, that's cool. So who would you say that you listened to growing up that made you fall in love with music? Now, I don't need to, I don't mean to be like every other girl, but Taylor <laughs> Swift definitely had a big influence. But Hannah Are Montana... Are you Swifty? Kind of. But kind of, yeah. <laughs> Hannah okay. Montana, Miley Cyrus, when she was still Hannah Montana, right. I watched her show and yeah. I was like, 
I want to be like that. Like, that's so cool. That but Taylor cool. Swift. And then a lot of Miranda Lambert. My mom and I, we would jam out to old Miranda Lambert songs. So definitely those three. And then now it's definitely Kat Hasty. She's so cool. Yeah. She's so cool. And then um, Caitlin Butts is a big influence, okay. too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So what is your, what would you say is your favorite song to perform live? Like, what are you excited about singing tonight? Oh, I'm trying to think of it. It's Kitty Wells. Honky Tonk. Oh. Yeah. There's, yeah, it's something along the You kill that one, right? Yeah. yeah. I, my mom loves it when I do that one. I don't know if I'm going to do it tonight. I might have to now. But yeah. Uh, tonight, to, yeah. yeah, I'm going to have to. Yeah. But tonight I have all originals lined up and a couple new ones that okay. I'm still testing out, but I want to play for everybody. So I'm really how, excited. How can people hear you? Are you on Spotify? So Are not you yet. out there? In the, like, by December, they'll be out. But right now I'm working on putting music out. I've finished recording everything, so we're just fine-tuning everything and then right. doing the logistics of getting it on Spotify and Apple Music and everything, okay. working out copyright and everything like that right now. That's so an issue, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, but I don't know how to do any of that. I'm letting other people do it for me. Cool. So out of so sight, out of mind. How can people get a hold of you then? Um, so go to my Instagram. It's Cela Harper. It's C-E-L-A-H-A-R-P-E-R. Okay. Um, or my Facebook. And then just DM me or email me. I have a little link in my bio. Um, and I respond really quickly. I'm like always on Instagram. Awesome. So Awesome. Yeah. Well, where do you think you will be in, say, three years or five years after you finish tech oh my and everything? So the goal, is, the goal is to be touring um, either on my own or with a band, which would be awesome. Yeah. And um, just writing music and sharing, doing what I love. Traveling, for sure. I love to travel sure. for music, so for sure. Are you the only one in your family that's a, a singer and performer? Yes. Because <laughs> yes. you said your mom jams out to it. Does she just jam out oh, with yeah, the radio? She or? No, she just jams out. Okay, that's it. That's <laughs> I love my mom, but yeah, that's it. she can't sing. Yeah, you're, you're it, right? Okay, <laughs> well... You've heard it, Celia Harper. We'd love for you to check it out. We'll look on the show notes. We'll put all the information so you can connect with her. Thank you so much yeah, for being course. here. We're excited to hear you yeah, tonight. I'm so excited. All right, yeah. thanks. Thank you. So the catwalk is at the C4K event, Concert for Kids, here at the La Hacienda. This is benefiting 311 Ministries. Now, 311 Ministries is an organization that works primarily with the MISD uh, counselors and schools to identify children and families who are in need during the holiday season. They also uh, provide a program called The Promise, which is about getting prom dresses for students who can't afford those in the school semester. They have Kids in Khakis, which is providing uh, school uniforms and clothes. It's just a great organization. We're proud to be a part of that tonight. But I just want to tell you about their Christmas projects. So it's Christmas in the Village. We would love for you to sponsor a family. Now, you can do that by going to the website. We'll put that in the show notes. And then you can look through a lot of the different families. They're going to be listed by family age, how many kids are in the family. And so let's say you want to adopt a family of three. We'd love for you to take that list, purchase those items that are on the wish list for those children. And then there'll be some instructions given to you on when to bring those gifts to the 311 building that we can give those presents out to those families this Christmas season. So if you don't want to shop for presents, you can also donate. And there'll be a link on the show notes where you can donate to 311. And again, thank you so much for supporting Midland and nonprofits and community uh, groups like 311. All right, Catwalkers, welcome back to the special edition at C4K, the Concert for Kids event benefiting 311. And we are so glad to be joined with, right now, the executive director of 311. Would you please give a big Catwalk welcome to Sally Stafford right here. 
Hey, Sally. Hi. Welcome back. You were here week one or two with yes, us. Yes. Yeah. I've been here from the beginning. You have. And we had uh, Peach Cobbler. We did. Together. And it was delicious. It was. Uh, I don't have any Peach Cobbler <laughs> or not, but I know we're going to eat some great hey, food. Hey, Chef Michael is probably bringing cobblers, so there might be a peach one in there. Us, uh, that's awesome. Now, tonight is benefiting uh, 311. What is going to happen tonight? What's What are you looking forward to mostly here? Um, I am looking forward to seeing everybody have a good time. Yep. Um, that is the whole goal of this evening mm -hmm. is for everyone to hang out, enjoy time with their friends and family, all while supporting a local charity. Yeah. With what I think is the most amazing cause. And we're going to raise a lot of money tonight. We have Hopefully a li live auction. Money. Yes. Silent auctions. And so three, three bands and amazing food. Who are you so, most excited to hear tonight? We have Treaty Oak Revival, Cela Harper, and the State Line Band. Don't make me pick, Jay. You've got to pick one. or Oh, gosh. Two or three. <laughs> uh, can I say all three? You can say all three. I've heard yeah. them all three before. I love them all equally. Can't yeah. wait. I've never heard Cela, so I'm excited about that. So tell us real briefly, what is your role? What exactly does an executive director do for an organization like 311? So it depends on the organization, but here at 311, we're pretty small. Um, we are only local. So um, myself and our programs director, Emily Ramirez, kind of do every single thing you can mm -hmm. think of. Um, help raise money, run the programs, contact our counselors and liaisons right. that give us referrals, stay in close contact with them, manage the property, manage the facility. You name it, we do it. So we talked earlier, uh, and we interviewed Sarah, uh, the board president, and we talked about how uh, people can volunteer with 311, but they can also, for Christmas, uh, sponsor a family. Absolutely. Or they can donate. So yes. what's the best way for somebody to connect with 311 to adopt a family? So I am always available. All my information is on our website, 311ministries.org. Um, if anyone has any specific questions, but here in the next week or two, we will have a adopt a child button on our website okay. that will take you to a separate website where you can filter the families based on the number of children. So if you want to sponsor a family that has one child, you can pick a, a one child family. A lot of our families have six, seven, eight children, and some people want to get together and provide Christmas for all those. So you have both options. So there's a great way for people to get involved. They can also donate through Venmo or they can go to the website. On, on our website, we have a donate for Christmas button mm -hmm. that will take you straight to our donation page. And you give us some money and we do the shopping for you. What's your favorite thing about working for 311? My favorite thing. Well, sometimes it's today. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's C4K. It's my favorite and my least favorite all at the same right, time. Right. I love seeing everybody get together. I love seeing everybody come together in the community to support the local children. Um, it's just an amazing time. Yeah. Well, I want to say thank you for what you do for our community, what you do for 311. I am a board member and have been with 311 for quite some time, even before you came that's on. Right. I was volunteering. You predate some, me, Jay. That's right. Uh, I'm the old one here. Uh, but we're so excited for what you do. I'm grateful for this. This is a reflection of you and your leadership. And if you want to donate, you want to sponsor a family, make sure you go to 311ministries.org yes. and do that. Thank you so much.
one of the things that's going to happen tonight is there is a concert and we're joined right now by the lead singer of the band state the state line band who is going to be performing tonight this is jody dominguez welcome jody jay thanks very much thanks for having how's me. how's it going oh it's great hey great. we're excited about hearing you guys tonight i've heard you once yes sir so what's uh what are you excited about well, tonight. first off, I love coming to this event. Uh, y'all put on such a great uh, fundraiser here, and we've we've always been blessed to be a part of it as much as we could, and, and uh, just thank y'all so much for having us back. Uh, last year was great, and looking forward to this year, and, and uh, yeah. we're going to hang out and have some fun. So how long have you been doing this? Uh, it's going on about seven, eight years now. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we've had some, some pretty good success, you know, four or five top 20 songs on Texas radio, and uh, yeah. going out to Nashville in a couple of weeks for uh, – nominated for some award out there at the grand Ole opry so i'm oh, not wow. sure what what to expect on that but uh yeah we our last stop before we go out there is here okay great so yeah. who would you say when you were younger that you you listened to maybe saw that made you fall in love with george music? Strait. george Strait, That's 100%. hands down yeah and now yeah. i'm working with uh get to play with a couple of his guys and they come really and sit in with our band yeah we was with uh with uh his keyboard player uh, last weekend down That's in austin so that's uh, awesome. We do a little George Strait tribute down there in Austin. Yeah. And Benny MacArthur comes out. That's George's uh, guitar player. And uh, John Michael Whitby, he's the keyboard player. Right. For so Ace would he be band. your probably your biggest influence? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I listen to the, everybody else says, you know, Merle Haggard and George Jones. You know, yeah. But, you know, growing up in the 80s, you know, George was, was the king. He was still the king. The king. He still yeah. is the king. Yeah, yeah that's right. Well, out of all the places that you've toured and played – What's been the, the your favorite place, like maybe the venue? The one that surprised me the most was Cowboy Stadium, AT&T really? Stadium, yeah. Being on the field there and seeing my head up on that screen. That big, uh, giant screen, yeah. yeah. it's pretty crazy. But, uh, you know, each venue has its own kind of personality. You know, I love the Broken Spoke in Austin. Um, Copeland Dance Hall, Copeland, uh, a lot of the old school dance halls. And right. Then, and then this place is just crazy it's uh, got great, great acoustics in here oh it does so, it really does yeah. so so how can someone if if uh, they've never heard you guys what's the best way to find you to locate connect with you pretty much the website it's uh, thestatelineband.com uh instagram and facebook the stateline band uh spotify amazon itunes i forget what all music platforms are out there but yeah. uh, anything digital you know i wish we could still print cds because i'm that old yeah, i remember I'm right buying cds I, but you know cassettes you yeah cassettes <laughs> too. That, yeah, yeah. But uh, fortunately, they don't. Unfortunately, they don't do that anymore. So right. It's all digital. But you can go out there and just Google the State Line Band, and I don't know what all pops up. So yeah, yeah. Where did the name come from? What's the history there? Well, my old drummer Patrick Quain was originally here from here in West Texas, Middle okay. Odessa, yeah. and uh, he came up with the name. And his deal was he didn't want to leave the state of Texas, the state line right. of Texas, and he thought we're just going to stay there. And just recently, we stepped outside and went to Hobbs, New Mexico, with Rick Trevino. Yeah, a few weeks ago. So that was the first time getting out of the state of Texas. So wow, might wow. have to change the name now. I don't know. Who do, who do you think uh, that that's out there that you listen to? Would you say is one of the most underrated uh, bands or solo artists that's out there? That wow, that's a great question. Um, underrated. I you know, there's there's a lot of young guys that's got a lot of talent, and yeah. uh, man, it's hard for me to just pick somebody you know somebody like randall king okay yeah. um you know cody johnson now he's getting his yeah he's, he's starting to get a name yeah. he was underrated there for a long time and, yeah. and maybe still kind of an underdog but uh you know that kind of music everybody you know this new style of country that's coming out i'm not you know i don't listen to it going up and down the road but to each their own you know but uh 
I'm still that traditional. Yeah. Have the fiddle, have the steel. Uh, don't rap, don't cuss. Right, right. Let's keep country okay. music country. I'm right there with you. You then. know what I mean? So you sing. Do you play any instruments? What's play acoustic uh, guitar. Right. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. And I yeah. kind of sing. So What year did you start learning to play the guitar? I, I sang in church growing up. Uh, yeah. I learned alto bass, the difference between the, the you know the four yeah. uh, vocal uh, melodies. And, and uh, I don't know, I, I attribute it to that. But then, you know, listening to George growing up yeah. in, a, in my old you know, the headphones. old headphones, yeah. yeah. Uh, with the my Walkman, Walkman. with yeah. my Walkman yeah. mowing the grass, you know, whatever it was doing. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, and yeah, I never took it serious until we we started actually working with some of those guys. I thought, wow, you know, if George's guys want to do something with us, right. then that's that's pretty phenomenal. So we cut a song with Benny. It's called "Dance All Devil." I was real proud of that because uh, Benny MacArthur's actually on that record with us, yeah. okay. singing, playing guitar. Yeah, he's in the video. I mean, it's just and I I text oh, him awesome. pretty regular. So yeah. So if there's someone in that's listening, watching to our podcast, and they're starting out playing guitar, maybe they're a teenager or a younger person, or mm-hmm. maybe they're an older adult, mm-hmm. what would you say a, a word of encouragement to them to, you know, just keep going, keep practicing, keep getting after it? That's, that's the main thing, keep practicing, keep going, because uh, Granger Smith told me one time that it, it's, it's 10 years of absolutely really? getting your guts kicked in. And I believe it. It's it's a tough tough business, and unless you get lucky, yeah. And some some guys do, some guys and girls do, but most don't. It's like any professional uh, athlete or, or you know those kind of things. Yeah. Uh, you just got to work hard at it and, and awesome. try to get better and better. What's the one song you're looking forward to playing tonight? Uh, you know what we put um, for this event? We put in uh, Tracy Bird. He okay. was here last year. Yeah, we were yeah. with Tracy last year, so we put in Holding Heaven. Okay, yeah. That, that good yeah. old dancing song. So we yeah. put that one in a nine. I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. If you want to check out the State Line Band, check them out on all the social channels. We'll put some links on our show notes. Jody, thank you so much. We're thank looking you. forward to hearing you. guess you better take off better so you guys can get uh, sound check. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for joining us. You bet. Thank you. Hey, Catwalkers, again, we are here tonight at the C4K, the Concert for Kids event at La Hacienda, benefiting 311 Ministries. Now, we've already talked about how you can get involved in the Christmas project, but I wanted you to hear a little bit from the board president of 311. So would you please give a big catwalk welcome to Sarah Collins. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm good. How are you, Jay? I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to tonight. It looks great. It's going to be fun. looks fabulous. A lot of volunteers put this together. Yes, we had um, 20 or so coming out over the last couple of days getting everything ready to go for everybody tonight so we're yeah. excited what are you excited most about tonight uh just raising money for kids and making sure that they have all the christmas magic that they could ever want um it's a great way to get the community involved with local kids that just really need us right now what is your role what do you actually do for 311 so i'm the board president currently um, i've been on the board for about three years now i've volunteered for the last five or six I started with prom and then I moved into Christmas and right. really I just help facilitate programs and make sure that everybody has everything they need and uh, we get stuff done for the kids. And we talked about how folks can go on to the website eventually and uh, sponsor a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say they just want to donate money. Mm-hmm. What's the best way? Is there a website? Is there a web address, a Venmo or something they can go sure. to? We can do Venmo currently. We also have uh, 311ministries.org. You can go to our QGive website there. Um, anytime you go to 311ministries.org, click the link to donate and there's plenty of options. You can do a specific program or you can do um, just to generally to 311, however you prefer. Right. How did you get involved with 311? 
I had a friend who was a fairy godmother on a prom day, hmm. and she asked me if I wanted to come help. That's really all it was, and I've been here ever since. So if you're listening or watching and you want to volunteer, this is a great way to do it. You could start like Sarah mm-hmm. and just volunteer somewhere, and you might end up being uh, on a board <laughs> or in a higher role or something. Yeah. But we want everybody just to, if you're not volunteering, jump in somewhere. Mm-hmm. So there's always places at 311 to volunteer. There's room for everyone. There's room for everyone. Well, let's see. There's Treaty Oak Revival tonight. There's State Line Band and Cela Harper. Who are you most excited to hear? I really like Treaty Oak, but I really love State Line. They're both local, so it's great to have yeah. local favorites here, too. Yeah. Well, check the show notes for the web address, all of the social channels of 311 so that you can get involved, whether it's volunteering, whether it's donating, or maybe it's adopting a family this Christmas season. Drop us a line at media at perf-kim.com. Thanks to our title sponsor, Performance Chemical. How you get there matters to us.